Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry, once again, bringing you the Word of God. Again, it's always an honor and a privilege to bring you the Word. So glad you're connecting with us. Praise God, whether you're listening uh, by podcast or watching by Vimeo, Roku, whatever. We're just grateful that you're connecting with us. Today, we're going to jump into Ephesians 6, please. Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Kind of jump in on kind of a common text, but hopefully today brings some uh, fresh manna to you, so to speak. Praise God concerning this. I do know in my heart I'm going to probably spend a few weeks on this, and so hopefully uh, uh, today kind of gives us a good, uh, uh, you know, uh, diving board, so to speak, to dive into this. Praise the Lord. Verse 10, please. Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, obviously, uh, the book of Ephesians is a powerful book. talks a lot about what you have in God uh, what's available, the benefits of God, you know, a lot of that. Uh, and then he kind of comes into this last chapter and this thing when he's saying, finally, he's saying, this is kind of like my last major thought I want to bring out to you here, okay? So finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. In other words, put on all of it, praise God, right? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. You know, he repeats that, right? That you may be able to withstand or resist, is what that word means, in the evil day. And having done all to stand, you stand, therefore, having gird your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Praying always. I love this. You notice he didn't even really start a new sentence really per se. He said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit being watchful or vigilant, right, aware, right, awake, uh, to this end with all perseverance, amen, or persistence, I think is another word for that, and supplication for all the saints, all right, and for me. In other words, not only is this about praying for yourself, but it's about praying for others. And he said, and for praying for me, Paul says, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Praise God. Uh, just a powerful uh, text here. You know, most time we refer to it as, uh, you know, the, uh, the armor of God text. You know, we just, you know, go in there and read that. And a lot of times, you know, the, uh, you, know you, can, you can speed read through this. And, uh, you know, we basically read about 10 verses here. And... Uh, Many times, you know, you can kind of speed through that. and You kind of like in the back of your head, you know, okay, that's yeah, the armor of God. And you just kind of move on. You don't necessarily catch everything that needs to be caught in this. And sometimes we go through it and sometimes you'll study things out and they'll, uh, you know, take a little time, which we're going to do in this series to, you know, dissect it a little bit and talk about each piece of armament. But sometimes, you know, you kind of glamorize it and all that kind of stuff and lose sight of really what's going on. What's going on here is the fact that he says, listen, uh, there's a fight, all right? There's a fight, and you need armor uh, to be in this fight, 
all right? And you have an enemy. He makes that real clear through this text, all right? Again, as I said, you know, all through the book of Ephesians, there's so many great things he brings out that you have available to you because of the price that Christ paid. Every chapter is just filled with uh, all the benefits that you have in Christ. And then he gets to this chapter and he says, but by the way, I want you to know there's an enemy. And, uh, you know, he's going to do everything he can to, uh, you know, mess up your day, all right? And so he says, you need armament to do this. And so I feel like, you know, we have to look at it like that, all right? You know, when you think about, a, a, you know, a warrior that's going into battle and he puts that armor on, he doesn't uh, play around with it. You know, he doesn't say, oh, you know, darn, I forgot my helmet. Oh, yeah, oh I should have, oh, I left my sword laying on the table. Oh, yeah, you know what, I should have clipped this down better. I should have tied my laces better or whatever, you know. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do that, man. They, they know that this armor is to protect them, amen, and in some ways it's many times used as weaponry, okay? So you have an enemy you're going to face. They know they have an enemy they're going to face. They know they're probably uh, going to come back pretty bloody, and uh, there's, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen, and they're hoping they actually come back. So they go into battle with the understanding that this armor needs to be intact, this armor needs to be where it needs to be, on right, uh, buckled down right, all that kind of stuff. You don't leave the, the sword laying somewhere, praise God. I mean, you, you understand the, the purpose of the armor. <clears throat> so he's trying to bring that out to you and me. Okay, understand you need this. That's why I said a couple times in this text, put on the whole armor of God. Don't leave any of it laying aside, uh, and don't look at it lightly. All right, you know, uh, like I said at the beginning of this text, he said, finally, you know, he's he's trying to say, listen, I need you to know this. This is my last thought, but I need you to really grab this, okay? And I'm kind of coming at this whole text, this whole series really in the light of that. You know, I think about um, part of what's going on with this. You know, he brings this, uh, the reason I kind of read down a little bit further down there, um, he talks about, you know, what you put all this on that, you know, and then you're going into prayer, you know, you're praying not only for yourself, but you're praying for others. You're not only praying for others. He said, I want you even to pray for me because the opportunities are ahead of me, but I need to know that I'm doing the right thing in the right place, opening my mouth right, speaking the right things. So he says, please pray for me. Now, I take all that with this thought that every warrior that goes into battle understands that he's got brothers alongside of him. Okay, they're also all uh, you know, got their armor on, got their sword ready to go. You know, they, they got their shield up. They got their helmet on. I mean, they, they already, you know, they're all understanding they're going into battle. And it's not just to protect themselves, but to tech, protect their brothers. Okay, they understand the importance of that. Okay, part of the warfare is not just about how you uh, <clears throat> back your enemy up from you, but also part of it is protecting the, you know, the, the blind side of your of your, your comrade, okay? You have to understand that it's no different in the spirit. And I think that's mainly why Paul used this as an illustration, okay? Now, I believe at this time, if I'm not mistaken, he's actually, he is actually in prison. He is chained, okay, as he, as he mentions that in that text, okay? And he's probably, you know, uh, you know, going over his mind, thinking about, you know, the, the Roman soldier and all that he wears into battle and stuff, or maybe he's actually seeing some Roman soldiers because of, uh, you know, the prison and stuff. I, I have no idea, but you can kind of guess. But the bottom line is, 
he understands the importance of each piece of armament, just like that, that warrior understands the importance of each piece of armament. And he is not about to leave any piece of it laying at home. He's going to put on the whole armor of God because not only does he benefit from it, but the comrades around him also benefit from it. And if they have all theirs intact and they know how to use their armament and they know how to use their sword right, their shield right, he also knows that, in a sense, his blind side is going to be protected too. Now, I think about all of that going into this because understand that, you know, when it just comes down to it, it's not just about you. We want you protected. We want you, uh, you know, armed up and ready, you know, to be, you know, protected in that sense. And we want you to know how to use that sword. But it's not just about you. Sometimes it's about those around you. Amen. And that's why he said, you know, your fight is not with flesh and blood. Your fight is not with your comrades. Your fight, there's an enemy that's trying to mess with you, and you have to understand, not only is he trying to mess with you, he's trying to mess with your comrades, he's trying to mess with the brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, just like he's trying to mess with you. And if you're going into battle always thinking that the guy next to you is your problem, I guarantee you, you're, you're going to have issues, and probably both of you are going to end up wounded. Both of you are going to end up in trouble. Both of you might not come home from that battle or whatever. I'm just, just you know, sometimes you got to look at it that way. So he's trying to bring out, amen, you do have an enemy. He's doing everything he can to knock you off your faith, to somehow to get you to back up or quit. So you got to put on the whole armor of God, all right? And there's, you know, basically, I think there's like five or six pieces mentioned in here, including the sword, which, of course, is your weapon, and it refers to it as the word of God, amen. And again, we're going to get into all this uh, throughout the weeks, uh, weeks to come here. Uh, but today I just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, clarify the fact that we have an enemy. You have to be aware of that. That's why we need the armor, all right? We got to have the armor, all right, to, to know who we are, to know what we can do, amen? That's part of your, maybe part of your benefits package, amen, is having a piece of armament, amen, to protect you. The other thing that you need to know, by knowing who you are, by keeping every piece of armament on, Part of that is because you understand that you have dominion and you have authority over your enemy, all right? It isn't, you know, he mentions the enemy, and we're going to look at that a little bit today, but you have to understand that that doesn't mean that the enemy has more power than you. That doesn't mean the enemy's stronger than you. It doesn't mean that the, uh, we're, we're giving the enemy all this credit. Or the bottom line you have to understand is uh, you have authority over that enemy. But if you want to win, if you want to win in battle, he says, put on the whole armor of God. See the value of the armor, praise God. So let's now back up here. Let's go back to verse 10. We're going to take a few of these verses today, and we're just going to kind of do like we always do. We're going to kind of dissect it a little bit, <clears throat> do a little bit of um, defining some things. In fact, probably to be honest about it, uh, the majority of this we're doing today is we're going to be taking these words and defining and trying to give clarity about what's going on here. All right. So I'm going to um, Let's go to uh, verse 10, all right, verse 10, and it just says, says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, okay, so let's define this, okay, so we understand what he's talking about, uh, be strong in the Lord, the word strong here just means to be empowered, that's why he said be strong or be empowered, be enabled, infused, 
uh, literally means to be increased in strength, okay? So what he's talking about now is trying to show you this whole thing. You're not going to do this in your own power. It starts right off the get-go, understanding this is not happening in your own strength, in your own power, in your own ability, okay? We have to look to our source. We've got to lean on God. We've got to be empowered, in, increased in strength, hallelujah, infused, hallelujah, some of those words, enabled, empowered, hallelujah, increased. We're literally adding his super to our natural, all right? That's what it's about. This is where it starts. If this is going to work, we're going to have to lean on him, all right? Hallelujah. So it says, be strong in the Lord. Now, when it says in the Lord and in the power, that word there, in, is referring to uh, to comply, to yield, or to submit, so to speak. So he says, in the Lord. So he's talking about complying, yielding, submitting, uh, literally to his lordship, okay, his leadings, his biddings. Let him uh, lead you. In other words, positioning yourself to be led by God. In fact, a uh, common text here I always think about with this is James 4 and 7, and it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees from you. Amen. A good verse to know when we're doing this. But you notice it says submit to God first. That's what he's talking about here in Ephesians 6.10. It says be strong in the Lord. He's saying submit yourself first to God. And if you'll do that, the rest of this then starts talking about how you can resist. So you submit yourself to God. Now you're resisting your enemy. Guess what? If you do this right, the enemy flees. I mean, it's a, it's a great promise. Amen. But it starts with yielding to him, with submitting to God. Amen. To, uh, you know, uh, being a, a person that's submitted unto him. All right. Yielded or complying. Another word there. Amen. So be strong in the Lord. And in other words, and be strong or infused or empowered in the power. Right. Look at that. In the power of his might. Now, the word might means uh, an ability to accomplish anything. OK. But the word power <clears throat> here, uh, which is. Um, a force, it means force, uh, uh, strength, okay, power, okay? But again, it says, not only be strong in the Lord, it says be strong in the power. In other words, be yielded or, or submitted to the power, all right? And what it refers to is his ability to accomplish things, okay? So not only in his lordship, so not only am I submitting to his biddings, his leadings, but I'm also submitting myself unto his strength and his ability to accomplish things, all right? Not only being led, but also having the ability, the power, hallelujah, being empowered to do what needs to be done, okay? So you notice that. So a lot of times we might just kind of cram that all together and just kind of, you know, kind of quickly look at it as, you know, just leaning on God, which it is. I mean, but it, it, it just goes so much deeper than that. It's about submitting ourselves to his lordship, and submitting ourselves to his power or his ability, all right? Hallelujah. So it's being led, and it's also, praise God, being empowered, praise God, to accomplish things, amen. So that's why it starts with, uh, with this uh, uh, text as far as being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then it says, put on the whole armor of God. So now what you're seeing is uh, the first maybe bidding or leading of God is, Put on the armor, okay? If this is going to work, if you're going to win in battle because you got an enemy to face, then you're going to have to put on the armor. And not just 
you know, a couple pieces of it or just the pieces you feel comfortable with or the pieces that you think look the best or what he says, put on the whole armor. All right. Think of this as really going into battle. Okay. You're going to want every piece of armor on you. Uh, you can. Okay. You're going to do whatever you can to keep yourself protected. Amen. And not only you, <clears throat> but those, hallelujah, around you. Praise God. Doing what it takes. Amen. So that you can come out of this battle. Amen. Whatever it is, you can come out of this thing, hallelujah, successful. You can come out of this thing a champion, a winner, praise God. Hallelujah. Where the enemy is fleeing like he's supposed to, praise God. Amen. We submit ourselves to him, hallelujah, and we uh, submit ourselves to his power and his ability, praise God. You put on the whole armor of God. In fact, a text I kind of skipped here, but Acts 17 and 28, a common text, but it just says, in him we live and move and have our being. So when we're talking about, you know, his uh, power and his ability, remember, it's in him that all this is works, all right? He's our strength. You know, he's our power. He's the one that motivates you to move forward. He's the one that gives you not only the leadings, but the empowerment to do it, praise God. It's in him, praise God. So again, now back to this verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, that you may be able to stand against, so you're resistant, now here we're talking about you being the one resisting here, standing against the wiles of the devil, explains what it is, okay, and this is important to know, all right, the word wiles, methodia, is the Greek word, it literally means with a road, uh, like a roadway, uh, you know, a pathway or roadway, but it refers to scheming, trickery, and it means also to travel over again and again and again. You think, well, that's kind of a weird word, but what it's talking about is the enemy really don't have a lot of new tricks. It's the same kind of stuff, and he, he goes down the same path many times with people and tries to hit you with the same things over and over again. This cunning, crafty, sneaky, kind of manipulative uh, kind of thing that he tries to do on people. And the thing we're trying to bring out and the thing you need to understand is many of this, much of this, okay, when you see the battle, it's not necessarily a true hand-to-hand -hand combat, but more of a mental combat, okay, you put on all this piece of armament. Why? Because there's a mental warfare that we're going into. When we understand how the enemy works, in fact, the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11, I believe it is, it says, lest Satan should take advantage of us. Get this. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Okay? So it's kind of saying kind of bringing something out here about this. The word devices in itself means uh, deceptive uh, or, or thoughts or purpose, intellect, dis, uh, perception. There's another word there, all right? But it means literally mental thoughts, mental game. Uh, so what the enemy's trying to do is do mental game with you, okay? So it says don't be ignorant of that because he's coming, he's trying to look for an advantage. So the point I'm trying to make is, you go back to this verse 11, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you might just stand against the wiles of the devil. The enemy really don't have any new tricks, but he always kind of comes at you at these certain things, trying to hit you and hit your neighbor and hit, hit your, your brother, your sister in Christ with these same kind of thoughts all the time. All right? See, it says you can't be ignorant of that. See, the word says, lest he gets the advantage of you. See, all he's looking for is an advantage. Try to somehow get an advantage on you. 
all right? And the enemy will do it through mind games, through a mental warfare, okay? And as, you, as we get through this series and we look at all the pieces of armament, you'll really see why he mentions these and then kind of goes into this thing to show you, you know, even in the mental warfare, why the armor is so important, why the sword of the Spirit is so important, amen, because of the mental warfare, because the enemy always tries to take you down that same road, that same path, always trying to take you again and again. He tries to hit you with this, and if that don't quite work, he kind of, kind of moves over a little bit and comes at you this way, and that's the game he plays. Okay, so you have to understand, okay, we don't want him winning in this game. Okay, we don't want him winning this war. We want to win this thing, praise God. So put on the whole armor of God, okay, and then don't let him take advantage of you like that. Other texts, and I'm not necessarily going to go into all these by any means, but the word talks about, you know, the enemy's looking not only for an advantage, he's looking for the opportunities to sneak in there, okay? Uh, Luke 4 brings out, Jesus said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We see in, in, in John 10. So he's always trying to somehow come at you one way or another, always somehow trying to steal or kill or destroy, looking for the opportunities, looking uh, for the advantage. Are you hearing me today? And the word also says uh, that he comes to exploit weaknesses as what he does. We see that also in Isaiah 14. He's coming to exploit weaknesses. The word says he's an accuser. So he tries to do something, okay? Revelations 12 says he accuses. Uh, John uh, chapter 8 says he's always lying. He's always, see, it's always some kind of mental head game he's playing with people. The word says that he comes at looking for spirit people that maybe are a little bit spiritually blind. We see in Ephesians 4 and 2 Corinthians 4. Are you hearing me? The word says he's looking for a place, an inroad, a footstep, or a foothold into something Ephesians 4 also brings out. All right, so he's always looking for the little thing, comes at you the same way. Now, again, we're not trying to somehow, uh, you know, uh, make the enemy look, uh, you know, this, you know, somehow, you know, that overpowers you or anything. The point you have to understand, don't be ignorant how he works. This is how he works. It's all the mental games that he plays. Now, keep in mind what we said even earlier. He's not only playing mental games on you. He's trying to play mental games on your brother, on your sister. He's trying to play mental games on your comrade. Okay? So not only are you under attack, your brother is under, under attack. See that, all right? You have to see that. And even Paul said, listen, even me, pray for me, right? Because, you know, I, I've got opportunities, but I also know with every opportunity comes opposition, okay? Uh, Paul brings that out in 1 Corinthians. And he brings out there's always opposition coming with every opportunity, all right? And that's how the enemy works. The word says in Mark 4, he's always coming after the word. He's, he's trying to knock you off the word, knock you off your faith. All right, he's always going to try to come play some head game with you and understand how he works. And if you're not ignorant of that, if you understand how he works, he's not as apt to beat you, all right? And especially when you understand about the pieces of armament and what they're there for, praise God. Amen. Again, let's not see the armor as some, you know, glorified thing that looks pretty behind glass or something, or, or let's not look at it as, uh, you know, something that we just kind of speed by and not really value what it's, what it's worth. You know, understand why it's here. Understand why he keeps saying, put it on. Put the armor on. Here comes the enemy. He's trying to play head games with you. He's trying to mess with you and your family, trying to mess with your church people, trying to mess with your brother, your sister. Are you hearing me today? So put on the armor, praise God. Now, let's go down here a little bit further, praise God. Verse 12, he says, for we do not wrestle 
against flesh and blood. Makes it clear again. Again, I'm trying to specify or or, or trying to clarify that. Amen. That our fight is never with our brother or sister. Our fight is never, okay, with flesh and blood. All right. Now, I'm not saying that flesh and blood sometimes don't submit and yield to the enemy instead of God, and then they make decisions and do things that makes it rough, or, or somehow they do things that they shouldn't do or say things they shouldn't say. We're not denying that. But understand what's behind it, okay? If you understand how the enemy works, you're more apt to pray for your brother or your sister, praise God, instead of getting a fight with them. I'm just telling you. Okay, when you understand how it works, when you understand how the enemy works, all right, then he's not as apt to get in. And like I said earlier, not only are you got your armor there to protect you, but you're also protecting the, uh, in a sense, the blind side of your brother, your sister, all right? Because maybe they don't understand that the enemy right now is, is pulling their strings, pushing their buttons, somehow or another manipulating, trying to control. Are you hearing me today? All right, so if you understand that, you're more apt to really value that piece of armament, that sword, you're going to value it, praise God, all right? Because I'm not just protecting me. I'm not just supplicating and praying for me. I'm praying and supplicating for my brother, for my sister, praise God, for my church family, amen, my, my extended family, my own family. I mean, you just, man, you just start seeing the value of it, all right? So we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against some things, okay? There is a fight, and he mentions some things. He says principalities against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, we probably could take each one of these and probably spend a lot of time on each one, but let's just give some basic definitions of it and then kind of give you a little idea, okay, of kind of how the enemy works here. Okay, so the word principality, okay, just means principal or basic perpetrator, okay? What he's talking about is like basic everyday negative thoughts and things that come just to any, any normal person, things you deal with just day in and day out, just the thought things that hit you. So uh, one brother calls it uh, uh, PP devils, you know, just, you know, just kind of humorous. But, but the bottom line just shows you it's just little bitty uh, things that sometimes that try to just put a thought in your head to try to get you to, uh, to get worked up, get you upset, get you mad, get you depressed, get you whatever. You're just looking for a little inro, see? So sometimes it's just those little bitty th- things that come, the enemy trying to, you know, kind of put a, Put your head in a, in, a, in a head hold, you know, kind of a deal. Lock you down mentally uh, through just some thoughts, okay? So when he's talking about principalities, he's just talking about principle or basic perpetrators, okay? Just the everyday things that everybody deals with. The word powers in this verse where it says also against powers, okay, the word, it means literally a delegated or a, a authorized influence. A delegated or authorized influence. Now what that means is, Okay, he's talking about something that maybe you've authorized or delegated in the sense that you gave whatever influence it is, you gave it permission, like you yielded to it or submitted to it. Now, let me give you an idea about that. Things like media, the news, uh, entertainment, uh, wrong relationships. What happens is things get said, and the enemy tries to slither in through that kind of stuff to bring thoughts of fear uh, thoughts of anxiety, uh, worry, stress, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So the enemy sometimes works through things like that. And what it, the reason it says that it is delegated or authorized is because you sat down to listen to that. You sat down to watch that. You sat down to uh, carry on that conversation with whatever. Okay, so you, in a sense, submitted your authority 
uh, to whoever or whatever and allowed now something else to influence you. You just have to see that, okay, understand that. That's why you got to guard what you watch, what you listen to, what you're uh, communicating back and forth with individuals. This is all important, all right? got to guard uh, those influences, all right? So that's one of them. The word rulers in this same verse, it says, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, okay? Really what you're seeing now is these things, are every, it's kind of getting up there a little bit more, a little bit more uh, different realm, so to speak, okay? You kind of look at it in that way, okay? But the word rulers here means evil influences concerning the world system, okay? How the system of the world works. Now, we're not talking about the church. We're talking about the world, okay? You might be uh, born again, a uh, child of God, heaven-bound, all right, a church-goer, a uh, tither, a giver, a helper, a worker in the house of God and all that kind of stuff, but you still live in a world, okay? You're not, you're not uh, of the world, the Word says, Jesus said. You're not of the world, but you're in the world. You're in the world, okay? And it has systems that it operates by, all right? And not all of it's good. That doesn't mean all of it's bad, but it just means that there's systems, okay? Well, like things like the education system, uh, financial systems, government systems, healthcare systems. Now, again, don't walk away from this thinking I'm bad-mouthing every, all these things, but we're not because there are some good things in the midst of all this, but there are also opportunities that the enemy has taken to get in these systems and begin to manipulate. So sometimes in through that kind of thing, can begin to bring a sense of mental warfare towards you because of the systems, okay? Again, I'm not, please don't walk away from this thinking I'm against all all of that. I'm just saying that these systems, see, the enemy sometimes tries to get inro into all that and then manipulate things to the point that it begins now to bring warfare against you as a believer. It happens. So you got to know who you are, all right? Because you're you're, uh, maybe not of the world, but you're in it. And you still have to operate and function as a believer, as the light, as the salt, as the difference maker in the midst of all this is going on around you. But understand that the enemy has an inroad with some of these things because it's systems of the world. So when he's talking about rulers of the darkness of this age, that's what he's talking about. Then he talks about the last one here. uh, He talks about the uh, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. What is that? Well, it's more about um, uh, regional realms uh, uh, of darkness, of heavenly places. Talking about like a higher uh, regions, okay? It literally is over over regions, okay? The scriptures talk about uh, the prince of Tyre out of Ezekiel 28, the prince of Babylon out of Isaiah 14, the prince of Persia out of Daniel uh, 10. These are all uh, talking about really these uh, principalities, of, uh, pardon me, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in uh, heavenly places. There we go. All right, so that's what he's talking about, these, these demonic uh, rulers over regions, okay, is what he's talking about. Now, I mention all that not because we're trying to give the enemy any credit. We're just trying to give you a little clarity of what's going on, how the enemy tries to get in. Understand this. It doesn't matter whether it is a principality, a power, a ruler, or a spiritual host of wickedness. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all subject to the name of Jesus. And if you put your armor on, praise God, and you swing that sword right, I guarantee you, amen, if you've submitted yourself to God, amen, you're leaning on God, and you're now resisting your enemy, I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what realm that demonic influence is, it has to flee. And you can take authority over things. All right, you don't have to let it control you. 
You don't have to let it control your thoughts. The mental warfare is trying to put on you, the devices, come on now, uh, the, what's he say, the wiles of the devil. These things don't have to control you, don't have to dictate, amen. But you have to understand kind of how it all works and not be ignorant of it, amen, and stand your ground. But the point of the message today is to give you understanding of how important it is to put on the whole armor of God. Don't let the enemy come in in any one of these ways, all right? And you just have to understand the enemy has no authority over you, but he does try to sneak in there and grab an opportunity, somehow grab the advantage. Are you hearing me today? Somehow get place, a foothold in there in any way that he can, and you just have to be aware of that. The last verse we're going to look at today, and that is verse 13, please. And it says, therefore, he repeats himself, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. I love this. Therefore, in other words, I've told you all this, so I'm telling you again, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, come on now, or resist, that word means, in the evil day. All right, and then it goes on, and having done all to stand, you stand, and then it goes into the armor. But I want you to see this here, to withstand in the evil day. So what does that mean? Let's define that before I let you go here. The word evil day refers to evil in effect or influence. That means something that's hurtful, ill, bad, grievous, but it's talking about a day, a time frame, but it's talking about a day of pressure. Somehow the enemy tries to do whatever he can to disrupt your day, and that's what he's referring to. He says that we withstand in the evil day, that no matter how, whether a principality, power, ruler of the darkness, spiritual host, it doesn't matter how it comes, doesn't matter what, how it's trying to influence at that moment. He's saying that there's a moment of pressure that's coming against you, and you have to stand with the armor on and resist it. Do not let the enemy in. And he is good at what he does, okay? If I was going to give him any kind of credit for anything, that's probably all I'd say is that he is very good at manipulating, very good at, uh, you know, deceptive uh, things that he says and does, all the thoughts. He's good at that. He's been doing it a long time, and he's been very successful in some places with this, all right? Just don't let the enemy dictate and control you. Don't let the enemy in. Put on the whole Armor of God, praise God. Now, I want to put a couple thoughts to you before I let you go. Hallelujah. And understand this, again, because of everything I've been talking about. Not only are you going to be uh, at times under attack, still remember that you're alongside brothers and sisters in Christ, alongside your family, friends, extended family, whatever you want to say, they are too under attack at times. Always keep that in mind. Because that's what the enemy wants you to somehow stop looking at what what the source is, and start looking at, okay, uh, as far as him I'm talking about, uh, but start looking at people as your problem. Okay, people are not your problem. Even though sometimes they submit to uh, the evil one, all right, understand people are really not your problem, all right? The enemy is. So our heart is to try uh, to always remember, go after your enemy. Resist the enemy, all right? Don't see that people always as your fight. All right, just want to say that. The last thought I want to bring to you is this, okay? Uh, just a quick thought. No armor, let this, get this, no armor means you're an easy target. If you have kinks in the armor, means you're vulnerable. I'm going to say it again, okay? Just a simple thought here. If, you, if there's no armor on, you're an easy target. 
Okay, the enemy, you're an easy target to the enemy. If you have kinks in the armor, in other words, you, you're not putting uh, the armor on, the whole armor on, you're just pieces of it, or you're not, not, taken, uh, not aware of what each piece means, then it become, you become vulnerable. Okay, remember, the enemy's looking for an advantage. He's looking for uh, an inroad. He's looking uh, for a place. He's looking for an opportunity. He's looking to somewhere steal or kill or destroy. He's always looking. That's why you've got to be aware that you have an enemy. All right, and that's why you've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why you've got to put on the whole armor of God. All right, now next week we're going to kind of dive into this, start looking at the armor, praise God. But I hope uh, today you heard what we had to say. Hope you grabbed hold of it. Praise God. Father, I give you praise and glory and honor for this people. Thank you they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Thank you, Lord, for the insight today. Lord God, it's our heart to grab hold of this. Praise God to not let any of it, any of it slip or any of it, put any of it on, uh, off the wayside. But Lord God, keep a hold of it. Put on the whole armor of God. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Child of God, call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.